In the spring of 2008, the folks at FKF Applied Research, the political consultants and neuroscientists behind the aforementioned swing voter study, were at it again. This time, they took journalist Jeffrey Goldberg of The Atlantic on a guided tour of his brain. The idea had been hatched at a family Passover Seder at which Goldberg had spent the evening issuing a series of ideologically contradictory, Manischewitz-fueled political pronouncements. Fortunately for science, Bill Knapp, a political consultant and co-founder of FKF, was one of the Seder guests. He suggested that if Goldberg wanted to get to the bottom of his confusion, he should submit to a brain scan to learn whether he was neurologically wired for liberalism or conservatism. As Goldberg understood the process, researchers would measure his brain's responses to a series of images of famous politicians to uncover the truth about his actual inclinations and predispositions by sidestepping the usual inhibition controls that can make focus group testing unreliable. When Goldberg arrived at the facility, he was slid face up into the mouth of a sleek MRI machine and asked to lie as still as a cadaver lest movement disrupt the readings. Despite noise-dampening headphones, Goldberg could still hear the magnet in the -the state-of-the-art fMRI machine as it scanned his brain, a racket that's been likened to the sound of metal-cleated golf shoes tumbling in a clothes dryer, followed by a long period of high-pitched pinging. The researchers had fitted him with video goggles, through which they flashed scores of photographs and film clips of cultural and political celebrities, including John McCain, Edie Falco, Golda Meir, Barack Obama, Yasser Arafat, Bruce Springsteen, George W. Bush, and Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. A lesser man might have been daunted by the fusillade of images, but Goldberg's trials as a war correspondent in the Middle East seemed to have prepared him for a full hour inside the machine. Goldberg emerged with a clanging headache, but with a sense of humor intact. If you haven't lain supine in a claustrophobia-inducing magnetized tunnel while watching Hillary Clinton talk about health care one inch from your eyeballs, well, you just haven't lived, he quipped. Goldberg's brain, which the fMRI declared to be nonpartisan, displayed the same ambivalent reaction to Hillary Clinton as did the swing voters. The team's neuroscientist, Marco Iacoboni, speculated that enhanced activity in Goldberg's dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, an area linked to inhibition of one's spontaneous responses, indicated that he might be trying to suppress unwanted emotions about Clinton. Scanning also revealed that Goldberg loved Edie Falco by virtue of a strong response in the ventral striatum, an area of the brain that revs up at the prospect of reward. I didn't need a million-dollar machine to tell me that, wrote Goldberg, an avowed fan of The Sopranos. Goldberg's reaction to Ahmadinejad, however, took him by surprise. The sight of the Iranian leader also stimulated Goldberg's ventral striatum. Reward, Jacoboni exclaimed. You'll have to explain this one. Although Goldberg couldn't fathom why Ahmadinejad would stimulate pleasurable thoughts, Joshua Friedman, a psychiatrist working with Jacoboni, offered a conjecture. You seem to believe that the Jewish people endure, and that people who try to hurt the Jewish people ultimately fail. Therefore, you derive pleasure from believing that Ahmadinejad will also eventually fail. Friedman paused. 
or it means that you're a Shiite. Goldberg reflected on his adventure in vanity scanning, as he called it, and questioned the analytic rigor of the procedure.